<laughs> Welcome to the out of beta holiday special. Ding 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 ding. <laughs> part one. <laughs> is there going to be a part two? Um, we have. So we have a few things we need to do. We need to do mm. our plans. That's right for twenty twenty one. Oh, that's right. Okay, we're going to cut and, this episode into a couple sections. Yeah, and we also got a few questions on Twitter. Some are okay. better than others. Um, should we let's do the questions last? Okay. So we make sure that people people stay on. Also, you, Rob. No, you don't like long episodes. Um, <laughs> it's for you. So, Matt, you get to decide if you want to go first or last. Um, I'll go last. Okay. I uh, I did my Q1 planning today, so uh, I'm ready for this. Cool. Yeah. So, like my so my <laughs> my plan for Q4 was like an epic fail, <laughs> which is kind of fun. like it's kind of funny to read it now, but like. I guess it just was like I completely misread the situation, and I so I said this in my investor up to date, but like over the summer I had this this epic boost of motivation after like tripling the amount of customers in a very short amount of time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this is great! Like we can just keep doing this. And I thought it was time to grow. Mm-hmm. And then after that came like forty days with not a single new customer mm-hmm. and a bit of churn. And um, yeah, that's that's a difficult middle part of the movie, right there. Yeah, it felt bad. Um, uh. So I, um, you know, I went into like truth seeking mode, did all those customer conversations, mm-hmm. and it really turned into <laughs> some sort of like existential crisis. This, I mean, this is all documented here in the podcast as well. But like talking to all these people and there was no like silver bullet discovered that would basically, you know, fix the situation and be like, oh, if you built this, like then everyone would like to be a customer. Um, (laughs) Like it's the more I dock, the more I dock, the more people ran in different directions. And yeah, so the thing where I landed um, as... Mm -hmm you know, documented in our last episode um, <laughs> from three minutes ago was that I would double down on the WP engine segment, which is the majority of my paying customers. Mm-hmm. And they're great customers for a few different reasons. They're, they have a simple use case um, most of the time. Still, they have a good, pretty strong willingness to pay and I think th- that's, you know, they're already paying for a f- fairly expensive host. I mean, WP Engine is like more expensive than it needs to be in the sense. Like, I mean, you could yeah. choose a cheaper one, but like you choose WP Engine because you know that you pay for something, like you feel good about paying a little bit more and you feel like you get a little bit extra. Like you, they take good care of you. I mean, mm-hmm. even they have downtime when AWS have time, downtime, but like, sure. you know they'll take good care of you while that happens. Um, yeah. 
You didn't choose it just for price, though. No. And that's a nice filter for me as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also a huge market. Like just WP Engine in itself has the potential to get us to like way past like ROM and profitable, mm-hmm. which is a good starting point. And it's just it's it's easier for us to offer a really great experience because they have a pretty good API that we can integrate with. So we can basically do all the provisioning for you. So you basically don't have any setup to do. So for a few reasons, like it made sense to zoom in on those people and and spend my my efforts there or our efforts there in in the next quarter and really double down. So that's basically my plan. Um, but I'll go through the plan here on air as well um, for people cool. to hear how we do the OKR stuff. So okay. first of all is the objective, and the way I put it now is. Uh, double down on branch as a deployment solution for the mid-market managed hosting space, mm-hmm. mainly WP Engine. Um, when I came, the, it was tricky for me to come up with the key results this time because I felt like I don't remember what this is called, but you know when you when you drive like a like a jet ski or something like that, you have a like a string attached to your hand. So if you fall fall in the water, like it'll stop the engine basically. Yeah, yeah, it's a like a kill kill yeah, switch. Like a, yeah, something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. I felt like like I needed something, basically like a kill switch to tell me like, okay, this didn't work. <laughs> Stop doing mm-hmm. it <laughs> because mm-hmm. it's easy like in three months to like convince myself that this might work because that's right. how my brain works. Like I'm an optimist, I'm an entrepreneur. I'll, yeah. Um. So I'll keep telling myself that this will work. <laughs> I mean, I'll have dark days where I'm like, oh, this will never work, but. Yeah, I'll like have some coffee or go for a walk or something. I'll be like, whoa, this is the best idea ever. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I need, I really need like a kill switch that's like, a, or like a reality check is another way to put it. Yeah. Um, this was difficult because it's like, what am I actually trying to prove? And what am I actually, like, what does success look like? And it's kind of like the same idea of when on two episodes ago, you know, I said I, it's not because I want to like cold call people and sell branch. It's more that I want to cold call people and see if they want if they might want to buy branch and if it, if it's appealing to them. So it's mm-hmm. more of like I want to figure out if this is a good way to slice the market. Yeah. Um. So I was struggling with that, but like basically the thing in my mind that I. Or the thing that I kept in mind while coming up with the key results was like, what, like, what are the things that if I do them, I can really say that I really, I turned every stone, and I really gave this a good go. Mm-hmm. Like, because th- the feeling I have right now is like I still have a ton of ideas. So the more of those ideas I can get out of the system and into the world, the more. Like if and then if ultimately people don't want to use branch or buy branch, like there's not much I can do about it. I mean, right, the world doesn't want it apparently. Like yeah, the people but, uh, that you the people that you came to the conclusion are the most likely in the world to appreciate it. Yeah, don't appreciate it enough if that's the case. Yeah, nope. <laughs> yeah, it is. What it is. I mean, it's like if you're cooking something and you let people taste it before it's finished and 
and they don't like it, but you know that you still haven't added any spice yet or anything like like I'm, I mean I'm I still I, let me finish it and then we'll see yeah, if you like yeah, it. You don't yeah. like the smell right oh. now, but it doesn't taste like it smell and it's it's going to be better in a minute. <laughs> Ooh, that's a cliffhanger. Yeah, exactly. But <laughs> you get you do that. You finish grandma's recipe and you yeah. put it on the table and you know it's hot and the best you could possibly do. Yeah. So I I mean yeah. I thought people should have a good metaphor to end the year on. I know they appreciate them. Yeah. Um yeah, so the key I came up with four key results. Um and they are the first one is have 50 sales conversations with agencies hosting with WP Engine. Um like that's the scariest one. <laughs> and the one where I I mean I don't know if I can find 50 people to talk to, but I'm going to try. Mm. And some of them will come from inbound and mm -hmm. you'll find that out. Like I'll, I'll track those down. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and then the other convenient thing, I actually wrote WP engine or Pantheon, but I think I'm probably going to stick to WP engine. Yeah. As I said last time, like on the WP engine website, there's a list, there's a just tool that you can use to find agencies based on different criteria. And there's more than 700. Very nice. Yeah. It's kind of them. She built that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's kind of them to be willing to list themselves. I'm sure it's so that you can reach out to them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They all have email. Like when you go to their contact information, it's like for support, for whatever inquiries, here's the email. And then uh, for new projects, here's the phone number. <laughs> so I think if I want to call them, I'll basically have to like call the new project line, <laughs> which I'm sure goes straight to the founder. New project hotline. Yeah. What's your project? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are you going to do about that next project when you don't have a good deployment tool? That's right. Um, yeah. So for that one, I have three different things I'm going to do. I'm going to do cold outreach on to agencies that I know are WP Engine agencies. Um, and then I'm going to take care of the inbound people. And for the inbound ones, I'm going to... Um, do a lot more to push them to get on a call. Like the success criteria is going to be to get them on a call in a sense more than it, it is to just get them to use the product because mm -hmm. I really need to learn from them. So it's going to be like in-app messages, uh, email sequences and stuff like that. And then I'm considering like adding like a phone number field to the sign up just to see like, I mean, if people give me their phone number, I don't have a problem calling them. Um, cold calling is scary, but like if they already gave their phone number it's easy to call them i think mm -hmm. um so the next uh, key result is to make branch 10 times better for wp engine than alternatives and yeah. obviously it's hard to measure 10 times but i think we're already like five times better um but this is the thing like i want to try like i want to give it our best and because of the new stuff we released on friday um with hosts like there's some really low hanging fruits of like really cool stuff that we can do that I know will impress people. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I want to try that and I'm sure it'll have an impact. Um, a part of, part of this is like improvements to branch in general, there'll be improvements for people, not like other on other hosts as well. So that's the nice kind of like the ripple effect of what we're going to do. Um, Key result number three is about releasing documentation and content that supports the overall objective. And uh, yeah, it's kind of boring, but it's just about like having 
better <laughs> uh, better documentation that we have right now and and maybe experiment with some guest posting on some of their outlets like they have different blogs and magazines yeah. and stuff I mean, like that I'd say that's actually really exciting because it's easy to underestimate how important documentation yeah. is. So that's, yeah, yeah. that's that's a lot of meat on the bone for that one. Yeah, I mean, and I'll want I want to do some more screencasts. Uh, I liked how the last one turned out, and it's the first one where I didn't speak. I just added some music, but it also mm-hmm. meant that I could do it a lot faster. Um. And I think if they're small enough, if I only do like one or two things, like I actually don't need to speak necessarily, just show it. Um, okay. Yeah, with some upbeat music. Um, and the fourth key result is to remove switching costs for WP Engine customers. Um, this was an idea both Derek and Rob had. They must have some sort of like mutual experience. I don't know. Um, done stuff together before. But they both mentioned the uh, opportunity to do concierge migrations, which oh, is something yeah. I definitely wasn't thinking about doing because I'm not gonna like log into your weird, whatever German server vault and like try to figure out how you configured Nginx and what 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 else like you might be using, uh, and. <laughs> set up deployment for you Um, but if you're using wp engine first of all like i I know everything about how how they Mm. work Mm -hmm. and also like we basically already have like we integrate with them so we can pull in your site (laughs) so we could also like pull in your sites plural (laughs) by clicking a button basically Mm. um so that's going to be like a like I this see. is yeah, yeah yeah I mean because you're reducing scope of the segment that you're going after you're also reducing the you know uh the mix of yeah of possible things you're going to encounter when you're out there trying to do this onboarding service you're yeah. making it what's the word um you're making it um I just say doable like you're making yeah. it yeah, tractable yeah it goes from like a consulting gig to a click yeah. button thing. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, but we'll you can still offer it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. People still want you to click the button. Sure. Yeah, but and at it's least like it's that. <laughs> yeah, but it's like I think it's going to be good in conversations when pe- when when that's the objection, because you can easily take that objection away. Like, okay, that's no problem. Like, we can take care of that, mm-hmm. and then see what the real reason might be. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. And then I'll be like, oh, it's actually the price. Okay, <laughs> that's not what you said, but fine. Um, yeah. We might also do like a tool that can just Im- import all your sites on WP Engine, which might make a ton of sense for us to do because we charge based on how many sites you have in your branch account. Mm-hmm. So like we could import someone's WP Engine account into branch and instantly they would be on the $150 plan instead of a free tier Mm -hmm. so it's like you want to set it up yourself and try it out that's fine then it's free or you can get on the 150 dollars plan and have all your 10 projects or 20 projects in here with the click of a button yeah yeah i like it okay yeah i think it has some potential yeah and so um that's basically the plan right now as it stands Cool. 
we'll see how wrong I am this time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you're really good about I, I I love that you like the format, you know, it's working for you at least to create some structure or some scaffolding for your thoughts every ninety days, which is really yeah, really helpful. Um it's cool, man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm excited. The when I look at these um quarterly reports some of them starts with 2019 or one of them starts with 2019 <laughs> and now yeah. there's one that's 2021 it's pretty amazing consistency yeah. man yeah i guess it's good so um i think that's basically gonna be my start on 2021 i'm gonna take awesome. it slow in the beginning and uh, get okay. set up in our new place get that sweet home office set up yeah yeah Still little like it quite an upgrade from your current space space yeah let's call it a space yeah yeah <laughs> a crowded definitely <laughs> um yeah so okay I'm, I'm excited cool man so uh this is where we take a break or do we answer a listener question now as well yes um well, maybe I get, maybe, am I going to give an update or how are you, you are going to give an update, but that's going to be in its own episode. So we could okay. do like one, we could do one question now. Okay. Yeah. Let's do some questions. We could do Ed's question. Will there be a dramatic plot twist to make sure we tune in to next season? Oh, obviously. Abso- yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> if you're still listening and we haven't gotten to the twist yet, it's coming. Yeah. I mean, 2020 has been a pretty boring year. People people want something. Yeah. People want a plot twist, right? Let's not end this on an easy green <laughs> slope. Let's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's coming. Stay tuned. Um, Simon yeah. Bennett says, why is only Peter a customer and not Matt? Of of <laughs> of Simon's uh, service, right? Snapshooter. Snap yeah. I. <laughs> I don't. I use Heroku, so I pay. I pay probably too much money every month to have them provide me with database backups constantly. <laughs> so that's that's my answer. Sticking to it. Yeah, I'm a big fan of of Snapshooter. It's a really good tool. We used it right before we released that big thing on Friday. Just took took a snapshot of everything. Yeah. Akshay says uh, crayon bites, which I think is a great handle crayon bites what do your daily schedules look like as solopreneurs and then a bonus how does matt find time to tweet all day so <laughs> my my schedule before covid which is a long time ago now was get up at just before 5 a.m work until 7 wake up the kids uh for school do all the school stuff be back at my desk by 8 30 then work until 2 30 and that was pretty much my day so and then honestly then i would sometimes come back to my desk at 9 p.m 10 p.m and if i really wanted to or i need to get some stuff done i'd work until anywhere from midnight to one o'clock in the morning uh but if i did that i wouldn't get up at 5 a.m the next day so that was only when i was willing to sacrifice my morning time trade my morning time for evening time um yeah that's and that's been my schedule for a long time with covid i kind of worked a normal day now i kind of start work at 8 30 i don't have a morning session usually kids don't have to be taken to school there's really not a lot of prep for that um so then i work kind of 8 30 to 5 it's like a longer 
traditional time frame during the day. But then, as I said in er, earlier episode, <laughs> um, man, I was burning it at both ends the last month or two. So I was probably and then during the rewrite. So I was also then working a night shift, usually from 10 to midnight, 10 to 2, sometimes 10 to 3 a.m. if I was really in a groove. And so I was getting, you know, sometimes four hours of sleep. Um, wow. Yeah. So pretty brutal year for me from a hour standpoint, not just for me, but for for those that would like to spend a little more time with me, it was definitely a, oh, dad's working a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's rough. What about you? I think for me, it's already, it it's always been like the more I get done in the morning, the more I just get done, period. Like mm-hmm. I love that. After lunch, like I'm just, like I can do stuff, but like I'm lazy and I'm distracted and I have, I don't know. I think especially when I was, I've spent a lot of time traveling, like years traveling. So if you're in like Thailand or Spain or something like that, like I don't want, like, I don't want to waste the day on work. <laughs> like the afternoon mm-hmm. is like awesome for like going for a long walk in the sun and like having a nice lunch and something like that. But mm-hmm. the morning is like, yeah, that's, yeah. that's a good time to work. So like my dream schedule is when I'm at the co-living space I like to go to in Spain. And that's like get up early in the morning, read for half an hour maybe. And then just do like the most important task. Mm, love it. Ideally like before seven. Uh, yeah. And then go for a walk to the beach, watch the sunrise. And then go back and cook some healthy breakfast and then work again. And then have like a late lunch and then not work too much in the afternoon. And then the thing for me, because I'm in Europe and have investors and business partners in the US and stuff, I always have stuff in the evening. Right. That's true. Yeah. Hmm. When we're yeah. living in Scotland, I always try to break up the day. So I always tried. I usually went to the to the co-working space in the morning and then left around noon. And everyone was just making fun of me because I left so early. Mm. Like, Does mean I'm not working. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll work more when I get home and tonight and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. I've been consistent throughout the years, but I, I will also say given that I have, um, we have four children, uh, now who are between the ages of 10, either 10, 10, 12, and 16. Um, I've worked every kind of schedule to make it work. There's sort of, I'm very, very pragmatic when it comes to schedule. So the early morning yeah. thing is in a lot of, in a lot of ways, it's boy, if you can be done with the most important thing in your day by sunrise, doesn't really matter how many grenades get thrown later that day, you're going to make it, you know, yeah. you're probably going to yeah, make yeah. it. Whereas if you wait to do that thing until, oh, that 11 o'clock hour where everything's just right and whatever, you might not make it today because there's a lot more going on than just your, you know, <laughs> what you thought might be yeah. going on. So, yeah. I mean, I just function better in the morning. Oh, I do too. I was always the calculus or math class first period if possible because my brain was freshest and that's never. Yeah. Never really changed. Like our son woke up this morning at six, um, just like with a scream. Like he just, and then he's just wide awake. Yeah. And it's kind of like how I wake up, except I don't scream. Like I just like ding. <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> I just out of bed. I like, and I get really bored in bed. So I um, I like to start the day early, and often like when I. Like in the afternoon, if, if Bjorn was working on something that he needed my feedback on, I'll tell him, oh, I'll look at it later. But actually what I mean is like, I'll look at it 
tomorrow way before you get to work oh yeah that's great <laughs> so it that's feels like i'm doing hack. it later <laughs> exactly it's <laughs> a good hack yeah well cool so yeah those are all the listener questions yep oh there's a few more but we'll do them in the next round <laughs> Ooh, i like it okay cool cool so uh yeah listeners uh you'll have to wait another week before you hear matt's update yeah it's the twist i think i hope yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah you i mean you want to hear that update yeah it's gonna be so wild cool i can't wait (laughs) well let's keep it rolling yep bye listeners see ya bye